is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland podcast. I am super excited today to talk to Alana Zingano, who is a travel content creator. She has a YouTube channel, which is called Travel the World A to Z, and she has all sorts of fun experiences that we get to talk about, especially here, hopefully one day coming out of a pandemic. How amazing to be able to do all the travely things and just be able to talk to that, talk about them, you know? Alana, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about travel and I'm so passionate about the topic. So uh, when you asked me to come on, of course, talking about travel, cruising and everything, I'm always on board with it. So thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for being here. So you have like a super cool job, right? I mean, you literally get to go travel places and then share your experiences with other people. How did you get started doing that? And tell us all about the vlog. Sure thing. So uh, thank you for that uh, lovely compliment. It is truly uh, my dream job. I feel so blessed to be able to uh, do this for a living. And, um, you know, I got started just because I was a, a traveler. I studied abroad twice and, um, you know, really got bit by the travel bug. And I wanted to just go and see more and do. And um, I always watched a lot of YouTube. I always consumed a lot of travel advice and knowledge and things like that. And it just kind of started up, hey, I want to do this. And it was getting out of my own way to finally um, push forward and, and move into, I can do this. I can get in front of a camera. I can ooze the confidence and not be scared to hit publish. And of course, that took a long time to get over that fear because, you know, you're everyone's self-conscious when you break it down, you know, regardless of how big and bad you really come off, you know, everyone has insecurities in that sense. So I was able to uh, finally do this. And it's been uh, about four years that I've been uh, publishing videos and, and building my channel and my community online, which I'm just so thankful for. And I really just kind of, um, post videos and content all around on, on different social medias at Alana Zingano. And basically what I'm sharing is content of how to travel better and experience and, and sharing my advice and knowledge along the way. So I often will post vlogs and tips and tricks and things like that. And as I'm going through the experience, I'm going to say, hey, don't make the same mistakes I did and, and learn from my mistakes or, you know, this is or what- Or here's this, this hidden great. gem we found. Exactly. <laughs> So you try, you uh, forget the vlog for one second. You studied abroad twice. I did. How'd you do that? So I was travel obsessed. So there was an opportunity to travel abroad at my community college. And this was a, a summer semester program. So it was just taking one class. Um, it was uh, Renaissance history and, in Florence, Italy. And, you know, any uh, young college student would jump on the opportunity to, to get away for the summer and, you know, say, see you later, mom and dad, and just go. And that's what I did. And that was um, a shorter program that was only four weeks long. And, uh, but I had a blast and I loved it and did get to travel around throughout Italy. And, you know, that fueled my fire. And then later on, I opted for another summer program. And this was where I went to Shanghai, China, and actually oh, wow. did an internship and um, that program was a little bit longer. That was like six weeks long. So because they both were like 
shorter summer semesters. It allowed me to do uh, two of them instead of like two full semesters because I wasn't doing like a full other course load while I was abroad and, um, you know, and doing it twice too. And when I had moved from a, you know, a two-year school to a four-year school, I also had different course loads and working on, you know, completing my degrees and things like that, but also working towards that mandatory internship. It was just checking all the boxes and it made sense. And I even was able to apply for some scholarships, which made it more uh, feasible with, hey, I'm doing this twice. Let's, you know, it, it's not yeah. cheap to do, that's for sure. That's super cool. I love it. So Thank you. that just caught my ear while you were giving the intro. So, so talk to me about traveling while vlogging. Like, what is it like? I mean, obviously I've, I've, I've traveled like any normal person, I guess, or some sect of normal people, but I don't have to think about like what content is going to come out of the other side of my experiences. So what's that like to be going through your trip and to be thinking, how can I turn this into something that's compelling for my audience? For sure. Well, it's also a lot of trial and error in the sense of uh, starting my channel. I haven't always created uh, the perfect sequence of videos from a trip. So some of this was learning as I go. And I've looked back on previous trips and I, I wished I would have filmed this or I wish I would have filmed that. So some of it is just experiencing a, an experience and I wish I would have been able to take more pictures so I could have, you know, told you more about this. So unfortunately, some of it was like learning it the hard way, but other times you just get, you know, used to how you explain things and things like that to where I basically know that every day of the trip will equal like one video, one vlog. And then perhaps there'll be one interview if I get a chance to sit down with someone who is interesting, or perhaps there'll be maybe two or three other what I call value videos. So it's giving back in the sense of like, where can you eat? Where can you shop? What you need to know before you go? Like, 10 tips for the best cruise in 2023, or, you know, just explaining things in those type of senses. So when you're going into it and you're planning, you know, packing as well, don't forget to pack this in your suitcase. You are thinking about those things before you really like get on the plane or get on the ship to go somewhere. Um, it takes a lot of brainstorming. And that's something that I was doing actually before our call here is just, you know, constantly brainstorming and thinking of different ways that I can, uh, explain things. And the other thing is also like reiterating it. A lot of times uh, some of this knowledge doesn't actually change. It's just uh, tweaking it in a certain way. And I think that's something that's interesting is that a lot of times, you know, to our own fault, we're almost like dense to some of this information. We heard it once or twice or three right. times before, but until someone says it just a little bit different, then that light bulb goes off of like, oh yeah, Alana said something about this, even though someone told you before, but it just didn't click. So saying something a different way, reiterating it differently, and then, you know, someone will pick up what you're putting down basically. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So you're not putting the videos together while you're on the trip. You're well, putting them together when you come back, right? Yeah, for the most part, I do edit um, when I get home. It's very time consuming, the editing process. Um, it's it's not something that I can really um, bang out in just a couple hours. I, it's, a, it's one of the more tedious uh, parts of my job. So um, 
you know, on the upwards of three hours for like the, the simplest, uh, types of videos in that sense. But so So, like, let's say you're going on, I don't know, I'm going to pick something silly. You're, you're, you're swimming with the sharks on this particular excursion this day. Are you like, all right, I'm going to knock out all this cool footage, like in the first 20 minutes, and then I'm going to go swim with the sharks and enjoy myself. Or is it kind of a, all the whole experience is taken over by having to, to find the content? Uh, the honest answer is the whole experience is generally taken <laughs> over. Um, I won't, I won't pull the wool over your eyes and, and tell you otherwise, because a lot of times, you know, if you kind of, mm, turn the camera off and stop rolling or things like that. Or, you know, you That's don't when the, cool the camera thing with happens, you. So. Yes. The coolest thing will happen. You know, uh, the sharks and the dolphins will come and I'll be jumping. And, you know, it's just like, what mind blowing stuff to where, you know, you wish you had your camera. Um, so I would so hate you ever for... need to take a vacation from your vacation job. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Over the holidays that just happened, I had uh, the nice opportunity to kind of unplug. And that was something where it was just really like, I kind of did a purge, right? I wasn't, I wasn't posting that much. I was really just taking the time. And um, because so much of my job is on the computer and on the phone, just like so many others, but so much so that I'm like constantly on social media, that it really is like, got to take a healthy step back and just hit that reset button is what I like to call it. And, um, it allows you to start fresh and, you know, we're in a new year now, so why not? (laughs) That's right. So how do you decide where you're going to go or what you're going to do? Well, uh, particularly because I do do a lot of cruising, I would consider myself a ship person. So a lot of my uh, cruises and trips are planned around what ships that I want to experience, whether it's uh, new ships with different entertainment or the technologies that are involved and simply things that are just really impressive that I want to cover. So that's part of it. But then also it's part of the experiences. There's still so many destinations on my bucket list that I'm like, oh man, I'm carrying that into another year. I've been talking about trying to get myself down to uh, the Southern Caribbean, the ABC islands I've been dying to get to. I am uh, so sad that I've had a couple cruises cancel uh, through the pandemic. And, you know, it was, I've had that on my list for a while now. I was supposed to go there like three times now. And it just unfortunately hasn't had the ABC islands. So Aruba, Ah, uh, Curacao, and oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The B1. (laughs) <laughs> the B1. <laughs> Neither uh, of us can Google mid conversation. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Whatever the B1 is. I was just curious. I've never heard it referred to that way. Um, it's, it's not Bora Bora, <laughs> but um, it'll, oh, well, it'll come up. That's embarrassing, but we'll come back. <laughs> it isn't. It is what it is. That means that we're both human and that's a good thing. Yeah. So I love that you've got like a whole bucket list full of places that you haven't been yet. Where? Do you know Aruba, the Bonaire, and Curacao. There we go. See, <laughs> came, that's what happens, right? Now we can move on. Thank this you. is how brains work. <laughs> What's your favorite place you've ever been? Oh my gosh. Well, in regards to cruising, I think some of my favorite places are private destinations simply because you have to be on a cruise to get there. You can't fly to that destination. So it gives it that whole other level of exclusivity. It makes it so it's just the cruise ship passengers that are there and you have some of the most like attentive service, some of the most beautiful beaches. And I really, really 
eat up those type of experiences to where I'm, I love to be a beach bum. I love to explore. And some of them have uh, become such the adventure and thrill seeker, uh, just so much to do and see and, and something for everyone as well, where you're like, oh, I'm done hanging out on the beach. Like that's my husband. He is Mr. Go, 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 cannot sit on the beach. I'm like, I want to work on my tan. And so, you know, caving to or catering to everyone's needs is met in that sense. I find that to be like the perfect destination for us. Of course, I'd love to travel elsewhere as well. It's not just private destinations. You know, I'm dying to get back to Europe um, now that, you know, Europe's open again for us. And I'm dying to get back to other parts of Asia as well. And just everywhere I want to go, of course, because I'm a wanderer, I'm an explorer. I want to do all these things. I always say yes. Um, but, you know, it's just my list is forever long and doesn't ever feel like I'm really like um, knocking them off because I'm like, Oh, well, what about this? Let's add it to the list. (laughs) Do you engage a lot with your viewers? Do you get a lot of comments and questions from them on your videos? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, uh, you have the ability to comment on my YouTube videos and also Instagram as well. So people will often give, uh, questions and also suggestions of things that they want to see and cover as well. So it's interesting to see, you know, whether or not they thought this was cool or they often share their own experiences or their own challenges when traveling as well. So if they're thinking about, I'm going here, you know, what is the spa like, or what is the food like, and how do you, you know, prepare in that sense? And, and just really wanting to know what it's like for when they will go is, Uh, something that people are always curious about. Yeah, no doubt. So you were on Carnival Cruise Lines and I found on your YouTube channel that you had encountered Certistar, which they have rebranded as MenuMate, which I think is amazing. Tell me about your experience with it that you were able to share with your viewers. Sure. So I think MenuMate is really intriguing that I thought it would make a whole dedicated YouTube video because the whole purpose of it is to help travelers and it does a great job. What I loved about it is how much it was plug and play. If you have a food allergy as simple as gluten or shellfish and what have you, you just click on the tablet and figure out what you can and you can't eat. And then it goes a step further and telling you also what restaurants. So you can really break it down and plan for your cruise and the fact that you know what is a safe bet or what can you ask for something, you know, altered to make it sure that your cruise is safe with all of your food choices, because let's have it, you're on a cruise, you want to eat, you want to have a good time and you don't want to have to be worried about your allergies. So the fact that certain was able to put out menu made and be this resource for travelers is just fantastic. I hope that it, you know, expands and that the the travelers who do have food allergies can can use it and be aware of it in and use it to their advantage because it's super helpful. I have to tell you, it was so cool. And I know I told you this before we started talking, but it was so cool to watch unexpectedly found through Google you as a third party who had no idea that it was us demonstrating our software on a YouTube video. It was like the highlight of having started my own company. I can't even explain. It was super, super, super satisfying. So thank you for that. And I'm glad that um, you thought that it would be helpful for people with food allergies. And just as as a little tiny tidbit, Carnival is now the only line that doesn't require advance notice for food allergy tests. Isn't that amazing? 
right? technology working in our favor and you know making it simple sure thing so princess cruise line is also really interesting they have some incredible wearable devices as well so the princess medallion they have medallion class ships so you'll wear these devices and uh it is incredible you can like find other members on your party to see where they are throughout the ship uh royal caribbean also has incredible technology as well you can open your stateroom door with the app on your phone uh technology really is just of course the wave of the future and it always seems to blow my mind of ways that they are improving. Uh, every cruise line is really been forced in the sense to up their game with technology just because of the pandemic, the way that you're doing online check-ins, e-check-ins, the muster drill, which is the safety drill, things like that, where you're watching a video on your phone and using their cruise lines apps in the sense of, um, it's kind of like one of the silver linings of the, of the pandemic is that the technology has been pushed a lot forward because you know we got to find a way to evolve and move forward and make these things work with us so that's that's a good thing I love it so can I shift over to a little bit of like the business of vlogging because I've sure. always been curious about this how does I mean I, I think it's no secret that people who have YouTube channels that are successful make money from that right yeah. otherwise no one would do it I suppose how does that work like how does how does it work Sure. So, I mean, at the like basic levels of how it works is basically I post a video to YouTube and once I've hit a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, which is YouTube's requirement for you to be able to join their YouTube partner program, that means you are hitting that threshold and then you're allowed to uh, select to put ads on your uh, videos. So once, you know, you are saying, yes, put ads on my videos advertisers are then paying YouTube and then YouTube is then paying you so that their ads play um, in the beginning, middle or end of your videos. And then you get a percentage uh, per view per click of the money paid. So, I mean, of course there's additional uh, streams after that, but just from like the YouTube perspective, that's how you get paid. There's also like brand partnerships and sponsorships and um, everything else that kind of like weaves in of additional streams of income. Uh, but that's just at the very basic level of of getting started on YouTube. So on like the kind of um, affiliate thing, like if you if if cruise ship XYZ said, we really want you to come do a nice video about us. We'll pay for your cruise or we'll pay you to do it or whatever. Then that would be that kind of thing, right? Right. Um, it definitely, they would have an agreement of, you know, what they're kind of expecting of like, you know, cover our different type of restaurants on board or cover the new uh, upgrades to our ship and things like that. They might have some topics that they're looking for you to kind of like talk about or things like that, but definitely um, that is something that happens. Yeah, no doubt. But they don't have like, um, edit control over it, right? You're going to say what you're going to say. Like if of they course. want you to come cover a restaurant and it's terrible, you're not going to be like, this was amazing. <laughs> no, no. And that's the important thing too, is that you, uh, kind of like stay true to yourself. And because truth be told is that when you are, you know, uncomfortable in a situation or you fluff it up in the sense of that 
your viewers get to know you. And in the sense where they are going to know when you're being disingenuine, because it's so incredible to hear from viewers and how, in a sense, they really build that connection with you. Because think about it, they're watching hours of you talking to your computer or your camera. So in that sense where you don't know them, but they know you and very well, um, you kind of forget some of the things that maybe you even have said or have told before. So that's something to keep in mind that, you know, they'll know or they'll see it in your facial expressions. I have very uh, animated facial expressions. And sometimes I don't even realize, uh, you know, my no poker face or the lack of, you know, um, poker face that I will be portraying. And so, you know, if I'm saying, oh my God, it's fantastic, but I'm like gagging at how disgusting this like soup is, like they're gonna know. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens in that case, if someone is, you know, sponsoring you to, to cover something, but you don't like the thing, do you go back to them and say, I I don't like the thing. Do you really want me to cover it? Um, well, truth be told, I never really had a instance in that sense but what I would do in that was yes go back to them and explain you know this didn't work out the way it's planned or you know you can uh, talk about it in the sense of you know this wasn't for me it wasn't for you know my liking if it was just something to where you know it's objective of like you know a flavor or what have you like it's it's maybe someone else will like it but I didn't like it for this if it's like a more black and white in the sense of like the service was terrible. Like, you know, they dropped <laughs> yeah. all the dishes and we waited 20 hours for our table. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like if it's more black and white, then, then yeah, you would have some, uh, some things to go back on in that sense. But, you know, it, it kind of depends on the situation and, uh, knock on wood, I've been always been very lucky in the sense where I haven't had, um, to have those, have those type of conversations. So on the stuff that's unsponsored, you know, just you going on a trip and you documenting that and sharing the things, do you have a tendency to talk more about the positive or more about the things that went awry? For sure. So I think overall, overarching all of my videos, I tend to talk more about the positive. And that's just something that I try and like live my life by. I try so hard to be a very positive person as just something that I you know, believe in and try and live by in that sense. Um, I, you know, I don't want the negativity in my life. And as a a character flaw, I can, you know, absorb, you know, other people's negativity and things like that. And, you know, it'll bring me down and things like that. So I try really hard to, you know, stay having a positive time and stay having a good time. And yeah, it's difficult, but um, I think from someone who might be an aspiring YouTuber or content creator in that sense, you have to think about it as the people who are watching you as well, they won't necessarily want to watch something that's like super negative. I mean, of course, there's the other side of it as well. It's the same reason why we watch a car crash or we're like driving by one because it's like, oh my God, this is interesting to see of, you know, a dumpster fire of that, like, oh, wow, what's happening here And, and seeing that snowball in effect. But to the other side of the coin, you know, people do want to see, you know, positive things as well. And because people are looking to, 
you know, my channel as a resource for how they can have a positive experience. No one wants to go and pay thousands of dollars for their, uh, you know, once a year vacation to go be a dumpster fire. So, you know, like they're looking for a positive experience from, from me. So yeah, there are other channels that thing, and I did this up. great thing and this was amazing and you might want to avoid that one. And this is really good, but, <laughs> right? I mean, you want to be honest about the stuff that's maybe uh, not worth their of course. And, and, and I do, and I do try and be honest and things of like, well, this was way more walking than I thought. I, I, I didn't read yeah. the description, you know, whoa, this, this really threw me off guard or, yeah. you know, I didn't think this was, I thought this was overpriced or things like that. You know, you so have fun. to be honest, but, um, definitely is just, you know, a character trait of trying to, to portray the positive just because that's who I am. I would imagine that you make the things that maybe go a little sideways into kind of entertaining stories though. I do. I mean, one in particular that comes to mind is um, when we were in Jamaica and for some reason I have had really bad luck in Jamaica. Um, Both times that I've been there, I've had crazy stories happen and you know long story short here if you want the full go watch the vlog but we had our (laughs) car breakdown we were on a a bus tour it was just us we uh, met up with the guy and he took us around and uh, there's three different uh, cruise ports in Jamaica and basically we came into one and he was driving us all the way to the other area of town it was like over a 45 minute drive well, along the way, his van overheated and he left us. He left us to go walk to, um, you know, a gas station or something along Stop. the way to go get coolant for his car. So we were there on the side of the road and we're just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he's been gone a long time. Like he said, he would be right back. Like it was just the craziest thing. We wound up like trying to hail other cars, like kind of like hitchhike in the sense of like, come on, please help us. We don't know what to do. We were then worried about the time and getting back to the ship because the ship will leave you if you don't make it in time. It was honestly a very nerve wracking situation. And it was like, what do we do now? And we were literally getting into another car. Someone had finally stopped us and helped us. And we were like getting into the other car and all of a sudden, we hear beep, beep, beep. He was jump. Our driver was jumping out of another car. He finally got like the coolant and everything like that and uh, came and brought us back. And, you know, the craziest thing of that is that like, we still paid for that. Like (laughs) we paid him at the end for us to sit like, what, why, why, why? Like hindsight's 2020 in that sense um, that we should not have like paid him because we paid afterwards, but it was just, you know, crazy things where it's like, oh my gosh, don't, don't, please learn from my mistakes because that was one where we, we didn't plan ahead of time and just kind of like flew by the seat of our pants because I love to be spontaneous. And, and sometimes those go really well, but. And sometimes it goes really well and sometimes it bites you in the butt. So on the topic of the ship will leave you, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do on cruises, and it is so petty <laughs> and such a small part of the day, but after you're back on board, you know, all timely, like you should be, to go up to the very top deck and peer over the side at the people scampering down, trying to get there before the ship will close their door and leave you. It is hilarious. It, it really Sorry is. Sorry, people funny. who are running down the thing, but it's uh, 
Well, I'll have to say I've been both of those people. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like I've earned the right to to laugh and also be laughed at because I've done both. And that's actually it has a term. It has a name, believe it or not. It's called a peer runner because they're running down the pier. So uh, how funny is that? And, you know, the other time I was in Jamaica was when we were serious peer runners. There was crazy construction and um, coming back from our private tour and uh, we were running really close and really late. And um, luckily it affected like 80% of the ship. So everyone was super late, but my gosh, it was too close for comfort to where yeah, you know, that's a lot really of peer runners, it. but yeah. I did not know that that was a term. That's pretty fun to, uh, to learn. I love that. Yeah. So tell everybody how they can find you online, just in case they didn't catch it at the beginning. Sure thing. So all my socials are my name at Alana Zingano. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias. I also have a Facebook group, Travel the World A to Z, where we share different experiences. If you have a question, you can always DM me, email me, you know, drop me a line, things of that nature. I'm always open to uh, trying to help as many people as possible. So yeah, I love it. And then the YouTube channel is Travel the World A to Z. Uh, my YouTube channel is actually at Alana Zingano. Travel the oh, World A okay. to Z is the brand name of overarching. Cool. Okay. Well, good to know. I would have screwed that up. I'm sorry about that. No worries. So then, as you know, I like to end all the episodes and I can't wait to hear yours because you've had some crazy experiences. I like to end them all with two truths and a lie. So you're going to give us three facts about yourself, one of which, you know, is not a fact. And don't tell us what the answer is and in no particular order. Sure thing. Okay. So my husband and I are about to celebrate our fifth year wedding anniversary. I don't have any cruises booked yet for 2022. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay. We well, made it. those innocuous enough that I don't know that we're going to be able to figure it out. I don't know that I believe that you don't have any cruises booked, ship person, but <laughs> we should find out. And if you want to find out, you're going to have to come talk to us on any of your favorite social media platforms or on your favorite podcast platform. Alana, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. This has been super fun. I love to travel too, and uh, I love hearing about your experiences. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Likewise, such a pleasure. I can't wait to, to see where this goes and continue following along on the podcast. Love it. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And uh, as always, we'll talk to you soon.